Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Is going to a live sporting event all it's cracked up to be? Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. All right, Jeanette, you strike me, and I mean, I've known you for a long time, so I'm not sure that it's actually you strike me as more. I know for a fact you love going to live sporting events. You love going to live professional sporting get-togethers. Uh, yes, any professional sporting event. College even. I've gone to a playoff basketball game in Germany. I've gone to a playoff basketball game in Puerto Rico. And I've gone to a bunch of regular basketball games in Puerto Rico. What is it, what is it about a, a live sporting event? And I, I'm more angling towards professional sports because I live in the college sports world. I am in attendance at something every single weekend, sometimes multiple times during the course of a week from uh, early September through March. And I suppose now with FAU basketball, April, I get that's just part of my life being at live college sporting events. But what is it to you just about the, 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 the live sporting event experience that keeps drawing you back to a point where you've gone to Germany, you've gone to Puerto Rico, and it, the NFL is not just enough for you. Major League Baseball is not just enough for you. You're, you're just you're willing to do it at all times. Well, first of all, I think it's highly contingent on the type of sport. And we can get into how football versus basketball versus baseball are three completely different things. But for me, it's also a cultural experience, specifically in international countries is how they celebrate the sport, what they do. Games in different part of the world are so different from what you experience here in the United States. So for me, it's when I go to a live event, it's I want to get there, a live sporting event, and it's my first time at the venue. I get there like 30 minutes to an hour before, walk around, see what's up, see the food, the people, the the drinks, and then them, then then that's how I plan my day. Uh, I I'm going to I'm going to acknowledge right away. I'm going to come off as jaded, very jaded, and uh, probably very privileged and annoying. Uh, over the next couple of minutes. And I promise you that's not the intent, okay? Uh, I have, and this is the part where I come off as privileged and annoying, I have for the last 15 years or so lived in a world where I can attend a live pro sporting event at any time. If I reach out to the Dolphins, say, can I have a media credential? Here you go, Ken. If I reach out to the Marlins, say, can I have a media credential? Here you go, Ken. Panthers, same thing. Across the board. Heat, there you go, Ken. I can do that. All it takes is an email, and I'm in, and I'm in free of charge except for the cost of gas or a Brightline ticket, okay? Um, Now, I covered the Dolphins day-to-day. You remember that, Jeanette. Day-to-day for five seasons from 2008 to 2013, I covered the Miami Dolphins. I was a beat reporter, a daily beat reporter. Uh, Not only am I going to games on Sundays, but I am at the facility uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, unless there was an FAU uh, football game that I was calling. So I, I have fully acknowledged, and I'm acknowledging right now, that I've had it much better than a lot of people when it comes to attending live sporting events. So there's the annoying part out of the way, but I needed to say that for this context. I am not jaded. I I love these days at 39 years old the thought of being part of something. And I, back in the day as a fan, going to a, a pro sporting event in a non-working capacity, I valued it a lot because I still love the thought of being a part of something big. And what if something special happens? Like the fact that I can sit there, and even if it was a working capacity, say, I saw the Tebow game front and center. Like that's that to me means something. Like that's that's big. And I think that it's good for storytelling and good for experience and good for reputation and brand and all that stuff. But as I've gotten older, and especially now that I've had kids, it's not that I'm jaded and uh, I am, uh, I, I'm simply 
exhausted by the thought of going to live sporting events. I love sports. I generally receive energy from being around thousands of people all pulling in the same direction or with a group of people that are back against the wall against 50,000 other people that are going for the other team. There is something inherently fun about that. But I have never felt more danger in South Florida than going as a fan, not as media, but as a fan to Dolphins games, professional football games as a whole across the United States of America, because there is, especially depending on the type of game, the type of opponent, if it's a rivalry game, there is, especially if it's a night game, if it's under the lights, and I felt this at times with Kane's night games, especially Mm -hmm. Kane's Florida State games, going to the college level, there is an unpredictable, unhinged, dangerous feel, as if something bad could happen and you have no control over it, or people are not of right mind, or people are purposely coming to cause trouble or to be seen by doing something obscene. And that brings me to what happened on Sunday night at Foxborough. I was not aware of this when we went on the air yesterday. I did not know until after we were done with the show that a Patriots fan had suffered a, quote, health event and had passed away at the hospital, needed emergency attention in the stands at Foxborough. Typically, when you hear that, Jeanette, you think, oh, there's a heart attack, right? Mm -hmm. I Someone had a heart attack. Heat stroke. Uh Uh-huh, exactly, exactly. Now, this was a night game, so uh, I thought heart attack... Unfortunately, it's happened. It happened at the uh, the the U.S. Tennis Open. They had to stop a match uh, in the the women's semifinals because someone had a medical event in yeah. the stands. A lot of dehydration. Uh, they, in the U.S. Open, had definite definite heat problems. Mm-hmm. But this happened Sunday night. This is from Yahoo News. The preliminary autopsy of a lifelong New England Patriots fan who died after a scuffle at an NFL game did not suggest traumatic injury, but did identify a medical issue, officials said. Dale Mooney, 53-year-old New Hampshire man, died following a scuffle with a Dolphins fan during Sunday night's Patriots-Dolphins game at Gillette Stadium. That according to the Norfolk District Attorney's Office. Witnesses told Boston ABC affiliate WCVB that Mooney, quote, basically grabbed another fan. They started tussling around for a few minutes. At one point, another fan walked over. He punched him, and Mooney just went out. Quote, it was pretty hard to watch. Mooney's cause and manner of death are, quote, undetermined pending further testing, the district attorney's office said on Wednesday. So, a preliminary autopsy, and this is good for the Dolphins fan for now, that threw the punch at this 53-year-old Dale Mooney who ended up dying. That's a good start. But why, in the first place, is Dale Mooney walking up to anybody and grabbing them? in the 300 level of Gillette Stadium. Why is a tussle, as this story puts it, and there's video of it, and it's definitely a tussle, and it's two grown men fighting. Mm -hmm. Apparently, Dale Mooney was there with his son. I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I mean, it's embarrassing enough that your dad is fighting another grown man in front of you at an NFL football game. Like, what are we doing there? What, what are we doing there? I, for the life of me, unless someone came up to my kid and hit her at a football game, would never even think about getting into a physical or verbal confrontation with anybody. Grow the bleep up. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to speak ill of the dead, but if Dale Mooney is unprovoked walking up to this guy and grabbing him, I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing? But then, what is this other fan doing? And in the video, you can see it's a fan in a Tyreek Hill jersey walking up and just punching this guy in the face. Mind your own damn business. And the person with the phone videoing this entire thing, recording this entire thing, what the hell are you doing? NFL games are dangerous. Pro sporting events are dangerous. And the NFL keeps telling me that it's a family environment. I have not been to a Dolphins game, and I've been to Dolphins games with my daughters. I have not gone to a Dolphins game where I fully felt, oh, this is good for the youth. This is good for kids. I remember in 2009 walking into a Dolphins-Jets game. That's the year that the Jets were in the first year under Rex Ryan. They were pretty good, got off to a good start to the season. 
The Dolphins were coming off their 13-3 AFC East Division title, and that game started at 8 o'clock. It was Monday night football, and I remember thinking to myself, the vibes feel off on this game. And sure enough, during the game, I'm looking out from the press box. I counted six different fights in the stands. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes it was Dolphins fans fighting Dolphins fans. That's the thing, too. Like, this fans past tribal nature of competitiveness and standing up for your team, your territory, basic um, uh, human genetic traits. And these people are just fighting each other for the sake of fighting each other. I am not a particularly big fan of going to pro sporting events, but not because I'm jaded, not because it's been there, done that. Oh, Ken, you're so much luckier than everybody else. You have the opportunity to go to pro sporting event, be in locker rooms whenever you want. It's not about that. It's not about that. It's that it doesn't feel safe. It feels unhinged. And now it feels like an entire, there's an entire sports fan culture that revolves around, look at me, let's fight. Hopefully it ends up on Barstool. I, I am... I got to say, if I'm going scale of one to five, one being I'm out on pro sporting events, and five, hell yeah, I want to go to as many as I possibly can, I'm much closer to one than I am to five. Uh, I, I, Especially when it comes to the NFL. I was just going to ask, is that just for the NFL? Is that for MLB, NHL? Um, I mean, you're going to see jackassery no NBA. matter where you go. I have found I still like going to baseball games. The problem is takes three years to get to to a Marlins game. It's a long deep that's, the, that's the toughest part about that. I, I remember the days where I could just go bake in the sun at Dolphin Stadium <laughs> at 1 o'clock on a Sunday, and but I lived down in Miami uh, Gardens uh, on the border of Miami Gardens in Hialeah. It took me 10 minutes to get to the stadium, uh, and there's no traffic, and I could go in, go out, get sunburned, have a good day. It was good. Now it's impossible to get to. I would go see more professional baseball if I could. But there's no doubt that the number one pro team down here, I mean, it's still the Dolphins. Heat fans could fight me on that. It's still the Dolphins. The Dolphins are still the main attraction. Football is still the main attraction. And to add to that point, I feel like football is consistent. Like the fans are more consistently supporting the Dolphins as opposed to Heat fans. I only see them when they're doing good. I think, yeah, and I think just part of it is the nature. Like football, you only have a certain amount. You have, what, a guaranteed nine, eight, nine home games every mm-hmm. single year. So, And it happens once a week. So there's more of a – it becomes a pilgrimage mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to a random <laughs> Tuesday weeknight against uh, Charlotte, right? Uh, so I just – pro sporting events, from the cost to the experience to especially with football – it's getting dangerous. Like, we're glorifying. I mean, you look on social media, Jeanette. I mean, it's not just Barstool, but it is. there's a whole subculture, a whole subset of social media where it's just videos of fans fighting in the stands and people getting uh, cold-cocked. In the, uh, why would you want to be a part of that when you can sit your ass at home and watch stuff on TV? Not only that, but the saddest realization is, of course, we are here on this fantastic radio station, and we love sports. I, we do. But at the end of the day, like these teams don't know who you are. Why are you putting yourself and your family on the line defending them like that when, in reality, they don't even deserve it? I, the I, logic is not there. Yeah. Like, How can I trust the 80,000 other people at an NFL stadium when – there's there's too many people just waiting to have a fist fight over what like what what could possibly happen at an NFL stadium stone that would have you so angry that you're throwing hands at an NFL stadium oh you suck your team sucks oh you're a bum you're a b you mean to tell me that's gonna set you off I come on, man up, bro. I just, I just don't think it's very hard to disassociate yourself from those people at a sporting event. Like, I think some I don't people think you, are looking for. It. I, I then, but I, I don't think it's hard to stay away from those people. Like, if you're talking about bringing your daughters to games, I don't think it's hard at all to keep them out of harm's way. Like, you, you, you know. What group of guys is annoying? You know, if you keep your, your mouth shut over but here and move away from a, these people. What happens in a sellout, though, when at three rows ahead of me, two guys are talking crap to each other, they lock up, and all of a sudden they're tumbling three rows down, and my daughters are standing there. I mean, I just don't think that. I I think due to social media, we think it happens more often. I just think it's easier to stay away from the clowns. Like, I just don't think that 
I've ever come and encountered any of these people because you see them and you kind of laugh it off and you you go move the other way. I just I, I don't think it's actually dangerous to sit here and call a sporting event dangerous strictly because a man died and now we want to raise all these precautions. I don't know. It's just I, I think it's easy to stay out of harm's way at sporting events. I don't uh, find it very hard. It's not only because a man died because I've been to many NFL games where I've been called derogatory names mm-hmm. and, and I'm just supporting the opposing team, minding my damn business, like a having a beer, fall. like cheering. I, I, I'll be like, woo! And they'll be like, shut up, you beep! And I'm... I, 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 I do think that you are part of that over-the-top crowd, though. That percentage of, of fans who definitely get rowdy, um, I am not loose, actually loose. I just I can see it happening. I can see uh-uh. you standing up for three quarters straight, and some guy up there being like, "Oh my god, if she does it one more time." So I I think you you whether well, you like it or not fall into that category of people, which <laughs> is there's nothing I, wrong with I it. I actually don't. I just and and then for the obvious reasons outside of the actual in-game experience, it's just it's such a pain in the ass. And I don't know if you've been down. You were down at a Hurricanes game. Yeah. Not, I don't know if you've been down at a Hurricanes game yet. But I'm just I'm talking about season. down here regionally. This is not for, for any other stadium but Hard Rock Stadium. That's the football hub down here. They have cut down so much parking for Dolphins and Hurricanes games because of the Dolphins facility, because of the F1 track, because of the tennis courts. They've rearranged everything. It is more difficult to get around Hard Rock Stadium than it's ever been before. They don't have a shuttle system like they did a couple of years ago where you could go park at Calder Park uh, or Calder Casino. Or, yeah, uh, Calder and, Casino. And, and, and you could get shuttled over there. They're not doing that anymore. Uh, so your basic parking is now a good three quarters of a mile away at a grade school or at a parking lot that is, has nothing to do with the Dolphins. You can't park unless you're shelling out huge bucks at the actual stadium anymore. I mean, it, it, they've made it more difficult then, and I'm glad we have all these events down here, but from a pure football standpoint, Stephen Ross has made it more difficult than it's ever been to actually go and function getting into the stadium. And I think there's a lot to that, actually, right? Because if, if you were to ask me, I'd say I'd be more scared walking outside mm. of that stadium, you know, after the game when it's oh, dark in Miami this, Gardens. Uh-huh. You don't need to worry about your car being broken into more than I am inside the stadium that or around it. in any stadium, Of course it though. can, but no, I think but- go to the Philadelphia Eagles game and you have to walk to your car half, like, I can see that well, being a little risky. Everybody tanked up. That's town, and that, that's downtown, though. Like, you are legitimately now having to walk through neighborhoods yeah, you outside are. of uh, Hard Rock Stadium to, to get to your, your car. That's another thing, and it's after tailgating, too. So here you are completely blitzed, and of course some yeah. people are looking at targets. So I just, I, I, I just am, don't think it's hard to stay away, Ken. I, By the I way, two so questions off. And full disclosure, the only time I would actually fight somebody, I almost did once, is in Orlando Magic versus Miami. Yeah, but I can see you doing it. Like no, you're, no, 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 you, no, no, no. You no. are who I think we are not talking about per no, se, but I, I think you're in the category. I am not that of bad. reckless. The only time I do get reckless. Is Orlando Magic versus Miami Heat. Or when you're game. tanked up. Like, it's a normal thing. No. I'm a good girl. I think it is more, you're more able to get tanked up. And I think this is a contributing factor to the NFL as well. Because not only are you watching a bunch of huge mutant men hit one another, and that gets your <laughs> juices sure. flowing, right? It gives you the tingles, right? Um, but uh, depending on what stadium you're at, you had four hours of drinking, and for many people, binge drinking, grown people trying to forget their crappy life or their bad week or uh, trying to drink away how much their kids suck. Uh, they're going to go in for three hours and watch a football game, but they're tanked by the time they get in. And then, because they're angry, they're drunk and angry, they're looking to fight and looking for someone to trigger them. First like, that's all, dangerous. That's all very accurate. It's a powder keg. First of all, go to therapy if you fall in that category. Right. The football game, the NFL is their therapy, no, I think, for a lot of men. Before because no, then, the look, alcohol's people- their therapy. The football's a reason to do it. Exactly. You know what? <laughs> go to therapy before you get the alcohol and the football, and then you're killing yeah. people in the, the stands. These, okay? people, these people aren't, aren't coming home from their job that they hate, sitting <laughs> down, and then going, oh, it's a Wednesday night. I'm going to watch the replay of Monday Night Football. No, they're go- going to grab a, a 12-pack, and they're going to they pound that at home before they go to bed grumbling about how much they hate their life, right? <laughs> so this is their outlet because football exists, but the drinking's the main event. Exactly. It's <laughs> to, a good excuse. To, it's, I can I hear you, but I think you're underestimating how powerful football is to people. As corny as that actually sounds, well, Tua is 
this guy's therapist. Like he, he no. when, on that, Sundays, and, and you know this a, is how he breaks away from the world. If a grown man who doesn't even know you exist is your form of therapy, you need yeah. to definitely and find Tom therapy. Brady. And I would argue, yeah, that, but my life does he. Right. Yeah, but after Tom Brady's the game consumed is done, people's lives. But I would say this for Jeanette, and I'm putting words in her mouth here. But uh, Tom Brady uh, was a fun sports moment in her life that drew her to Raymond James Stadium to see the Bucks. But you know what the biggest draw was? Being able to go and hang out at Raymond James Stadium and to have a communal experience with other human beings and with friends and and party and that made it better because she enjoys being around other human beings. Now maybe that's part of it too. I do not. No, for sure. And I go straight to when I watched the Super Bowl win right outside of Raymond James Stadium. It was at a Duffy's right out the stadium. I went by myself, broke my phone, got ketchup all over my white pants, snuck behind the backyard of my mom's house because that's all I knew how to get to from Tampa on I-4 East. And then my mom and I, my mom came and greeted me with a bat at the backyard because she thought somebody was coming into the house. And then I smashed some ketchup because I didn't eat ketchup because Patrick Mahomes loves ketchup. And we danced around my house. What in the hell? All right. You uh, see? Uh, yes. All right. Oh, yes. All right. Reckless. So, so on a, <laughs> on a scale of one to five, two questions here. Scale of one to five. One, you're just like I'm out. Five, I'm a diehard. I want season tickets. If I can't afford them, as soon as I get the money, too, I'm going to buy them. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to make it my religion. Sunday, see at Hard Rock Stadium. On a scale of one to five, where are you on going to live pro sporting events? Scale of one to five, one, one being I'm out. Five, I'm a diehard. Where are you when it comes to going to pro sporting events? This coming off of a scuffle that uh, led to, we don't know if directly or indirectly, the death of a Patriots fan Sunday night at Gillette Stadium. Where are you, scale of one to five? One, I'm out. Five, I'm a diehard. I'm going to a live pro sporting event. And what is your favorite pro sport to see live? What is your favorite pro sport to see live? I don't watch it as much as I used to. I certainly don't attend as much as I used to. But I still think there's something to be said about baseball and something to be said about the fact that I still, if I'm going to see a game live, not on TV, but a game live, uh, just to get more of my money's worth, I'll take those four-hour non-pitch clock games. I'm good for that. Stay out of the house for four hours. Thumbs up to me. Are you going non-pitch clock? You want to turn it back? Uh, not Not from watching it on TV, but in person. I like being at baseball games. It's nice. Relaxing. You don't work baseball games. No, that's why. Yeah, it probably. Yeah, well, that's part of it. You you work in baseball, and it's nice to get out of there. On a scale of one to five, one, I'm out. Five, I'm a diehard. Where are you going to pro live sporting events? I just think it's dangerous. It's unhinged, and I don't think, especially the NFL, it's a good family environment. Like I just, I don't, and I know I sound like a prude, but like, why the hell would I do that with my two daughters, five and seven, and also subject them? especially football games there's the tailgating then the game and then you're trying to get home that's a whole ass day man and what's your favorite pro sport to see live 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 that's 888-760-3776 i definitely lean towards a one i much rather sit in the recliner at home Drink my tequila, play with my kids, watch Tua, bam, that's a Sunday. Get to bed at a reasonable time, and I'm not hung over the next day. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and on social media, at KLV1063. Jeanette, one to five, I have to imagine that maybe you're not a complete five, but you're probably in the neighborhood. Yeah, so I have all of them here. So when it comes to college football, um, Canes games, I only go off him in the suites. Only going to so the So you only suites. go if the, you're in the suites. Yes. But you tailgate beforehand. Yes, okay. I tailgate, but given Canes fans are a different breed. They are very aggressive fans. Hands down. I I um and going yes. off of what you were saying regarding like I had I was very fortunate to travel with the FAU football team. So I've seen every time before we went to cover a game, I didn't drink, but I went to the tailgates and I experienced what that fandom was. Canes fans are Aggressive. They are again a different breed of people. Mm-hmm. That West lot now. Now maybe not anymore. They, like I said, they've cut down the parking big time at Hard Rock Stadium. I don't think the West lot is as chaotic as it was previously. But yes, I've been to plenty of Canes night games, especially against big opponents, and it is. Um, 
The FSU versus Oof. UM game. Yeah. I see FSU, FSU walk, fans walk by and I don't even look at them and I don't approach them. And again, I'm going to sound very, I'm going to sound very prude. The friends that I go with, number one, I don't pay for the sweet tickets. They are given to me and mm-hmm. we park right in front of the stadium. So we don't even walk Damn. that far. Damn. But. All right. Uh, now I know how you're living. That's why I'm going to Kane's games on the Monday. streets to the suites. Anyways. So NFL games, they're, I give them a two. It's a whole day thing. The tailgating, not only that, but like you said, I would rather be at home watching Red Zone, getting the close-up of the plays, getting in the food that I want with the people that I want to spend time with, and I'm not that hungover. Yeah. Um, I go to NFL games if it's like a special thing, like if I'm dating somebody and that's his favorite team or whatever. That's the only time I go. Baseball games, straight up five. I love ballparks. I will go to every single. It's my life goal to go to every single ballpark because in this they're country. all they all have their own personality. They're all different, and baseball's an inherently. And you'll see like Dodgers Giants fights. You'll see fights at baseball games, but like it, it's an inherently more calm atmosphere. And it's the only thing I will give baseball traditionalists. They are the most gentlemanly fans of any sport. They're too busy keeping score in the stands like losers and holding people from the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. <laughs> and, oh, I've got to put the backwards K on my card. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. NBA games for, I love basketball. I love everything about basketball. Grew up watching basketball. Uh, you might catch me f- almost fighting a fan if it's Orlando Magic. Yeah, but that, that's rare, though. There's Jeanette fighting people or the Denver Nuggets fan who was, or the, the Phoenix Suns fan that was fighting the Denver Nuggets fan a couple of years ago in the playoffs. Like, that's rare, though, because basketball is very much a get there. Uh, they don't open the gates until like two hours before, and then the game happens, and then you leave. Uh, there's no lead-up. That's the thing with football. The tailgating culture has created a much more dangerous experience. Um, and hockey games, I think, are the most fun sport to watch. Yeah. I give that a four. Yeah, and I've seen plenty of fights in, in the stands. And again, the sport matters when it comes to the aggressiveness uh, of the fans. I, I just, I, I have never experienced some of the danger and some of the, I don't feel comfortable here, though, in a co- in a college football game, and that includes like the parking lot and inside are two different things. A Canes Knowles parking lot, it seems much more seedy than being in the stadium. I have not seen a ton of instances of fights between Canes and Knowles fans in stadiums. A lot of trash talk, but I have seen less than you would think of physical altercations at a college football game. So I had an extra ticket to go, this was two seasons ago, to the FSU-UM game. No, last year was in... It was down here. Yeah, yeah. so it was last season. I fell asleep, I remember. <laughs> and Hashtag tailgating. My friend, who was... The person who invited us, who had two extra tickets for the suites, she invited my friend and I, and I legit told my friend who is an iron arrow at UM, which is the highest of alumni, I was like, you do know that my friend graduated from FSU as a heads up. And she goes, yeah, but we love her, not a problem. Boom. They invited someone else who didn't know she was an FSU fan. And they tried to pick a fight with her for just being at their tailgate. Really? Yes. And this is my best friend from Orlando of over 16 years. So I almost got in a fight with that person because they were coming at my friend who wasn't even in garnet, who wasn't in gold, who just wanted to experience a UM game. She can care less about the ACC rival. And they went at her about it. I just, I, I, at my age... And there was a time in my life where it's get me to as many games as possible. Let's party. Let's do this whole thing. I want to be around people. Uh, and th- those days, those days are over. Like I'm 39. Uh, yeah, you'll I, still black out and go to sleep at UM games. Uh, get out of well, here. Well, that's part of the problem. The why, why, <laughs> why continue to do that? Like last year, as much as we joke about it, that was very humbling for me last year. One physically, but also. I'm a grown-ass man with kids. What am I doing three times last year going to a college football game where I can't even stay conscious before kickoff? Like, what it's, am I doing there? It's actually... It's, it, like, that's you embarrassing. Know, I'm it, a successful person. It's, 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 it's actually very embarrassing because if we were to rewind the clock right 15 minutes ago, you're talking about how are you a grown-ass man fighting, getting in fights with people. But if, if I were to put that clip... Next to the video of you slumped over in your chair, I know. where if I was two rows to the I right of you, fighting. I'd say, "Look at this grown ass man over there, whose wife's embarrassed of him, who has right. his head in his lap." Like it's it's not hypocritical because we all do it, but it is 
It does make your argument but have less oomph to it. This is, but that's th- a good point, Stone. I mean, but this that's is my thing: point. is that he's one of them now. <laughs> like if, I, if somebody poked him and he didn't realize no. what was going on, he'd be like, "Hey, hey!" Or no. he, he thought somebody was touching VV. Hey, hey, hey! Boom! Punch! <laughs> and now here we go, and he doesn't even know what happened. That's. But I, I am part of the problem. I, I admit, uh, the the point I bring up, uh, it has. I haven't seen it at college football games as much as as pro football games. There, I do think there's something to be said for people using. NFL games as their therapy. I love that. As their, I'm a grown man. My life is difficult. Uh, I need a release, and I'm here to bleep stuff up. You're here. You forgot the alcohol portion. They hide it underneath the alcohol, right, and then right. they go to hidden under the alcohol to the football game. Two, two. Go to therapy. On a scale of one to five, one, I'm out. Five, I'm a diehard. Where are you on attending? Live pro sporting events after a Patriots fan had a, quote, medical event after being, well, it looked like sucker punched by a Dolphins fan Sunday night at Gillette Stadium. And what is your favorite sport to see live? I'm a one. I'd much rather sit at home, my wife, kids, watch the Dolphins. I'll go if the tickets are available. But I'm telling you, I'm going with uh, with me on full guard, full edge. Uh, and I probably, baseball is still, for me, uh, at my age, that's my draw to a live sporting event. It wasn't always, but it, now at my age, yes. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Scale of one to five, and what's your favorite uh, sport, pro sporting event to see live? She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Oh, man. Sometimes the uh, the show we do here during the break is better than the actual thing we put on the air. Yeah, but the FCC would charge us uh, a lot more. Uh-huh. We'd be in a big, big <laughs> trouble. Better send us to satellite radio. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They are their foot and ankle pain specialists. They are helping you while you need to see an expert in the field. If you have these issues, well, good thing. There's Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Again, Sunday night, 53-year-old man uh, died at the Patriots game at Gillette Stadium after a scuffle with a Dolphins fan. And uh, this 53-year-old who passed away ended up being punched. According to witnesses, hit the ground, had a medical event, uh, passed away, cannot be resuscitated. Now, early uh, preliminary autopsies say that, uh, that the medical event was not a traumatic was not due to a traumatic injury here's the problem one some guy unnecessarily put himself in a position by fighting at an NFL game and now he's dead mm-hmm. he's probably still alive if there's no altercation okay um, another man decided he was going to inject himself into this tussle punch this guy in the head and now he could very well face depending on what the next step of the autopsy is at the very least, manslaughter charges, and he could be in jail for years. Mm-hmm. All because of a stupid, nonsense, probably alcohol-fueled fight at an NFL game. It's stupid. It's stupid. And for anybody who wants to make it a, oh, that's Dolphins fans, that's how they behave, that happens at every single NFL stadium. Not deaths, fortunately, though it has happened before, but alcohol-fueled fights, Uh Uh-huh. And it happens, I would say, at every NFL game, every single week. And probably, depending on the time of day, 1 o'clock kickoff, 6 to 7 fights, uh, 4.30 kickoff, 10, night game, clearing a whole damn section. Now, let me ask you, do you think it's any different than in 1933? That there's just no more, there just weren't camera phones, there just weren't, you know, people to start recording fights. But you think there were less fights in 1937? 
Because I don't. I, I really don't. I kind of just because there were more. There were fight. There was fighting in 1937. Doesn't mean there should be fighting in 2023. In I'm the saying it was still. I was gonna say, what's your point with it this? It was just as dangerous in 1937. It's not like this newfound thing that now we're scared of going to NFL games. Like they're dangerous because the people fight. No. I, I imagine there's the same amount of fights in 1937. Nothing's more or less dangerous than it was. Yes and no. I feel like society as a whole was a little more... Uh, alcoholic? No. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think no. it, you yeah, were drowning in sorrows in 1937 First of all, in 1937, the most popular football in this country was high school football and college football, okay? So... <laughs> like Green Bay or something, or one of the... And you know, I the wouldn't touted. be able to go, and it was very segregated. Yeah. It was a bunch of just typical right. old white men. White so. people in top hats. Yeah, and women we didn't, couldn't go. Colored people yeah. couldn't go. They are probably yeah. on their garden And they were still scrapping. But they're still... But... but we, we didn't have, uh, I don't think it's a, a valid argument because there's not 80,000 people. There's no tailgating culture in 1937. Yes. Did people fist fight? Yes. Did people scrap in bars and in pubs? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. A hundred percent they did. That said, just because uh, people were throwing fists and there were fisticuffs in 1937 doesn't mean that a billion dollar industry, NFL 2023, where they say, hey, this is a good family environment. Come on down. That people should be dying and punching each other out. And there's a whole social media entity that is now acting out with the hopes of going viral. I mean, I can't tell you how many crowd fights I see on Barstool every single week. It's ridiculous. And it's almost purposeful, it feels like. At this point, hell, when you have a brawl at a preseason game like we saw with the Chiefs and Niners, then we're getting real stupid. Okay, scale of one to five, I'm out or five, I'm a diehard. Where are you in attending live pro sporting events? I'm a one man. Like I just, I don't see the the need right now. I give them offered tickets, sure, but why seek that out? I just, I don't know. I feel, I feel this is me. This is my opinion. I just feel like I'm too old for that stuff, man. What's your favorite pro sport to see live? And I think that's where baseball appeals to me right now, even though it is damned impossible to get the Lone Depot Park. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. John and Jensen's been waiting patiently. We appreciate it. And he's on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, John. Hey, man. I appreciate you guys taking the call. So, uh- this is an NFL problem, Ken, in my opinion, and I'm a zero on NFL games. Real life experience. Got invited. My my son's first NFL game. He was six or seven years old, mm-hmm. and we got invited to uh, uh, Miami Buffalo Bills game in Miami. But we had we were in the box. We were in a luxury box. Okay, right. Literally right in front of our box. You're looking out, and there were fights all over the deck like you could just see just people just fighting with each other security had no way to control it there wasn't enough of them and i'm thinking to myself i would never subject my kid to this environment unless i'm doing it in a luxury box right now fast forward to just a few months ago we go to the panthers bruins playoff game mad energy right massive amount of testosterone like you know the electrics in the air it's a playoff hockey game Not even close wow. to any kind of conference fans. Huh. Yeah. And it was fifty percent brewing. It was fifty percent Boston fans. Yeah. But it's just a there's something about NFL games. I don't know if it's like uh the class of people that are going to the games or the alcohol like say, but there's something about NFL games that drives people to insanity. It really does. And part of it is, and I think part of what you can contribute or attribute, I should say, to your experience at an NFL game and a Panthers game, how many tailgates were happening to appreciate the call before the Panthers playoff game? I, let's be honest. Like, uh, it, there's a whole culture leading into a whole nother culture, which I think is part of the problem. I mean, I get wasted at the Rainforest Cafe before every Panthers game. <laughs> Boy, those drinks are expensive. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Ken. Uh, we keep rolling with calls, but I do think it's tailgate culture probably is at the, the root of all this. Uh, Cody in Jupiter is on at Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Cody. On a scale of one to five, I am uh, inverse as to how excited I am about the game. Yeah. There, I'm, it's a you know, the more excited I am, the more of an event it is, the, le- the less likely I, I want to go. Uh, that said, I was at that Miami-New uh, England game Sunday night. I flew up there. We were in a suite. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a weird energy there. In the in the suite, I was wearing a low-key gray uh, dolphin shirt that you couldn't tell. Oh, did we lose you, Cody? Also, I had a tour around the stadium. We were lucky enough to have this nice tour yeah. uh, while the game was going on. Yeah. And I put a hoodie on to cover up my Miami shirt. Uh, you know, some of the things these people are yelling. Um, and I'm a 50-year-old man. 
and it's guys my age yeah, uh, right. that are the worst. Right, and yeah, th- worse that's my biggest guys. thing, Cody, is that it's not like I can sit here, and I suppose there are some situations where you can, where you can say, oh, that's just a dumbass kid. A lot of times, and in this situation, it's it's a 45, 50, 55-year-old man. Like, what are you doing? Like, have some self-pride and appreciate the call. I The fact that he wore a low-key... Miami Dolphin shirt, like a neutral gray, and people are still saying something to him. It's like they are looking for a fight. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yes, yes. I think there are a lot of people seeking it out. It's like when you go out on a Friday or a Saturday night. You can tell based off of somebody's energy and their mannerisms and things they're saying. Or the fit. We've all had, or the fit. We've all had friends. Who, That's not a lie. We all have friends that are just looking to fight. And they suck. They suck to go out. I you can love the person, but they suck. I don't call them friends. I, I hate those guys. Well, that's good. That's good. I'm glad you say that. And, like, there's a difference between ready to fight and always looking for a fight. Oh, yeah. I'm always ready to fight, just in case don't come at my people. Right. But I'm not, like, that's antagonizing your, it. Yeah, you're a, you're a, a, a tough-ass Dominican, damn it. Uh, Brandon messages, I rarely agree with Stone, but he's taken some big L's today. Someone who does not know you exist having to be your therapy is not healthy. No debate. Jeanette is completely correct. That goes back to our conversation. Tua and the Dolphins are not people's therapy on Sundays at Hard Rock Stadium. The therapy is hitting the bottle or hitting the can and then the Dolphins, that is the uh, the platform. The NFL is the platform that allows that therapy to happen. Yes, and yes to all of that. And again, these guys on the field do not know you exist. Yeah. Do they not? They do not know this, that you're breathing the same air that they are doing. Like, chill. Yeah. It's a game, uh- literally. I, I just, and again, I'm not trying to bring back prohibition. This is not an anti-drinking. I would fight you well, if you did. Well, are you a fan of college stadiums canceling no. in the third quarter? You don't like that? Uh, yes, well, I do oh, like that. Oh, cutting off alcohol? Yes. Cutting off alcohol yeah, for sure, in the third for sure. quarter? For sure. Somebody got to drive. Yeah, why? Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's the thing. You've already been drinking for four hours at your tailgate. Why do you Why do you need to, to drink in the fourth quarter? Like, at some point, somebody's got to be responsible. <laughs> home stretch. Spot. What are you doing? No. You're taking shots right before you got to yeah, get in the car? I mean, I've never actually, I think, been drunk. at. A, I've been to plenty of sporting events. I don't think I've been, but, like, but tanked again, up. I just, it's not that hard. I have never had the experiences I've had at, at NFL games that I have had at, at, at college games. Like, it's, it's felt, even with dumb kids who don't know how to control their alcohol, it's it feels more stable than NFL games. It's a culture. You think so? It's a culture problem. Uh, I think at the end of the day, people coming to look for fights, right? Bored, losers. It's just not that hard for me. Like, that's the final stand. It's just not that hard to stay away from that group of people. I think it kind of is, though. Like, you walk on concourses, people are brawling. Like, it's everywhere. I was just (laughs) going to say, you're not looking for that. You just, you know, happily get your ticket. I am in seat seven, row eight. But you can smell it from a mile away. And then seats. 10 through 12, and you're just minding your dang business with a popcorn and a nice little cold Michelob Ultra. That's what I drink. And then row H, humans, 10 through 12, are brawling, and now your popcorn's on the floor. You got to get another beer because these two big yeah. men couldn't yeah. get their legs this together. A movie scene? No, uh, this is a movie scene? A movie scene? Your popcorn's flying no, over your nose? You say, hey, babe, you want to go grab a uh, glizzy? And you say, okay, you got the clowns over here fighting. And you walk up there, and you come back, and they're gone, and you watch the but game. But that ruins the sporting experience right, for you right. because, because now Because somebody else are. thinks that they're, it's all about them, and they're sitting there fighting like anybody, like everybody around they're them losers. should be involved in they're their losers. problem. And it's never like the two people fighting that's it. Like, no, somebody gets hurt, then security yeah. comes down, everybody gets their camera, everything's snapping, and then you, instead of just drinking your beer and eating your popcorn, watching a nice game, got to deal with these bleepers yeah. for like 15 minutes right. straight, and next thing you know, the quarter's gone. You're like, well, that was fun. Well, and I also think, too, we glorify it now. I mean, we're putting all these videos on the internet, and hey, look, chicks are fighting. Hell yeah, look at those chicks yeah. in the jerseys fighting. Chick fight. Like, and we glorify this thing, and that's not helping at all. That That's absolutely not helping at all. And this is a football-only problem. And this is both NFL and college. This is a big reason why I'm a one, scale of one to five, going to games. I am out. I like how Cody put it. I'm an inverse. Um, because everybody thinks they're the damn offensive coordinator. 
Even you bring people out that you're just casual friends with and, hey, want to come to the game with me? Sure. Good bonding experience as soon as they sit down. Why isn't that guy in motion? Where's the tight end? Why don't you line it up like an H-back? Oh, why don't you run that play? Like, I went to the Canes. Uh, who did they open with? Miami of Ohio game with my wife. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and by the way, two for two, staying conscious this year. Yeah. And, and there's this guy sitting behind me, and it's a 35-point game. And Cristobal's not showing anything because you got Texas A&M the next week, right? So you're just running hitches, and you're running vanilla offense. Hey! Why isn't he put that guy in motion? Why is he he's trying to sound smart? Why aren't there trips on that side? What are you doing? Throw the ball. Like, you idiots. Like, everybody thinks they're the damn offensive coordinator at a football game. Shut up and watch the game and, and cheer when appropriate. In my dating life, a lot of guys have asked, hey, for our first date, do you want to go to said sporting event? I legit said no. That's the worst thing you can do with me because when they pull that, I'll never talk yeah. to them again. Ugh. Uh, throw over, run that poster out. And then they Shut try up. to mansplain sports to me. I'm like, yeah, this ain't this Super ain't annoying. Uh, scale of one to five. One, I'm out. Five, I'm a diehard. Where are you attending live pro sporting events? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on social media, at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. When we come back, I, uh, I got pampered last night. I'll tell you about it. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Aw, Stone with a cute little sneeze in the break. Means he's got a little tickle in his nose. Poor guy. If he has significant nose problems, more than just a tickle... You can go see Dr. Neil Goldhaber, ENT extraordinaire. Dr. Goldhaber's been doing it for decades, and he is improving lives one patient at a time. I don't think unless you, you, you have ear issues, nose problems, throat concerns, snoring issues, chronic concerns in each category, you don't realize how consuming it is to your life. It really dictates everything you do in your life. From your comfort during the day to the type of sleep you get at night and then you feel unrested once uh, the sun rises. It's a vicious, vicious circle. And so that's where Dr. Neil Goldhaber comes in. He can help you. He can help come up with solutions. He's been doing it for decades, serving Palm Beach County, surrounding areas. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, get your free consultation today. Stop suffering. Get help. You have a man who is there for you right in your own backyard. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com, goldhabersinus.com. That's Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, commit it to memory. Uh, last night, I, uh, I I ended up, and this is not something I set up. I would never do anything like this because I'm too lazy to, and I don't, I don't think about myself. Um, my wife, do you remember a couple of weeks ago, Stone, when right in the middle of the show, I'm like, oh, my wife uh, set up uh, a couple's massage. I do, us. actually. Yeah. Uh, so that massage was last night, actually. And um, You're talking about night. What time are we talking? 6.30. Okay. 7 o'clock. Uh, we, we, by the time you come out of this thing, it's dark outside. It was dark outside. Then we went and had a, uh, a post-massage Taco Tuesday. Right on. It was good. So um, I realized something about myself. I love massages. But I found that I, I, I had the, the masseuse focus mostly on my back and on my neck. That's where I, I, all of my um, tension uh, ends up centralizing. My neck and my back. Uh, it, was, it was painful. It was painful. Like she put her forearm really dug in there along the shoulder blades. And uh, there was one muscle in my back that she was manipulating. And I could feel like severe shoulder pain. I'm like, huh. That's not good. Uh, I'm real. She's like, you're really tight here. I'm like, yeah, I can feel that. Um, this is something that I've never actually fully experienced. But you know what? I, the, the, the best part of the massage is the hand massage. Like the, the, then she's massaging your hands. Like, I don't know. The pressure points in my palm and in my fingers, like that was just unbelievably satisfying. And I don't know if anybody in here has ever had a similar experience. And if you have it, I would highly recommend it. The hand part, my hand, hand part of the massage was great. 
I get my nails done. I don't know what's so funny about this. I mean, I'm definitely. uh, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm I get plenty of hand massages. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's so many ways. New children. Thank you, Stone. Uh Thank you. Uh, Right there in the palm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, right there in the palm. That's right. It It felt great. I mean, it gets messy. Anyways, um, the digits. (laughs) I get my nails done every three weeks, Uh two and a half, three weeks. And you dang right bet I pay for that hand massage. The hand massage is awesome. And I've even said, Stone, I know you get pedicures. Oh, yeah, too. a lot of them. Exactly. That foot At least mas- once a month. That really? foot massage part, isn't nice. that the best? I always say, tell men, listen, you go get a manicure. Not, of course, like, get your stuff clean, get the cuticles clean. But the hand massage portion, yeah. that's worth the money right there. I don't know what it is, but it was, uh, I've used my hands for so many things. I, I didn't know how uh, how overworked and weary they are until you, you get a massage. And then you say to yourself, my God. My God, what a, a dip into pleasure uh, that is. And then, and then, like, whatever, I got the, the running. I've picked, uh, I picked up my mileage here. So I'm like, hey, uh, could you uh, focus on the calves a little bit there? Maybe the hamstring area. But you know what was really satisfying? It was the feet. I told you. The hands and the feet. And I did think maybe I should start pedicuring it a little bit. But then I realized after the massage, uh, a week ago, my daughters painted my toenails purple. So I'm sure the uh, masseuse was sitting there looking at my feet like, what in the hell is this? And it didn't cross my mind. So it's all right. Hopefully I never see her again. There's nothing wrong with that. 2023. I I just. Exactly. Whatever. Okay. A lot of of straight men paint their nails. I guess the point of the story is uh, hand massage and foot massage. That's a very, very, in my opinion, and I'm, you know, I'm not exactly tapped into the massage world. Um, but that is, that's satisfying stuff right there. I love it. I love it. Did they, and uh, this wasn't like a strip mall, like a Robert Kraft massage. This right. was like a reputable place. Right. Um, well, Vivi chose it. So I, yeah. I would assume so. Yeah. No hot stones. This wasn't anything any, like that. No, no. OG? There was no hot stones. Okay. No. And on Wait, the other. Get a facial. Yeah. 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 That's a life changer right there. Can you get a facial with a beard like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, really? Yes, you can. Because they steam it, like that cleans your skin, so it brings Ooh, everything that, that your sounds good too. Beard, mm-hmm. the disgusting stuff you men have in there takes it all out. Again, yeah, I'm a regular pedicure guy. I don't really mess with the manicures. I do my own nails, in hands. I like to eat, chew, clean. <laughs> I make sure they're clean though. But that's usually where you keep the Cheeto <laughs> dust and, and stuff. That's where you keep eat, the goods chew, for later. Clean. You wake yes. up, you know, early morning. You get up and, and get that rest out of there. A little snack. Yeah, when just a little, a little late night snack. When you're too lazy to go to the fridge at three o'clock in the morning, you're. Yeah, yeah. Right, but yeah, it's disgusting. Just, <laughs> That's ratchet I'm behavior. Kidding. But I do get pedicures, get clear coats. I keep it all clean. I'm obviously kidding about the Cheeto dust. I keep my, you think I, my girlfriend I keep my fingers that? clean. <laughs> Eat, chew, clean. That was the most disgusting thing you've ever he said. He sounds like a dog. That was awful. But men, men, if you haven't had it before, I highly recommend the hand massage. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.